Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Entry down by Cousins on the left side, and then Alex Tuck overskates the pass, and it's back out to center ice. Quickly ahead to Tage Thompson. Thompson fires a shot, scores! Oh. Tie game 2-2 as Tage Thompson let it rip. With 8.27 to go here in the third period, it's a power play goal. I thought the world was going to end, by the way, on Thursday. Because the Buffalo Sabres scored two power play goals in the same game. <laughs> and they also were two for three in the penalty kill. Terrifying stuff. Yeah, and they won 3-2. to two. They won a game. With their special teams. Do you notice that they beat Carolina 3-2, they lost to Florida 3-2, and they beat Tampa 3-2? Three games in a row. 7-1 to loss. Stop. <laughs> no. You know this team isn't consistent at all. It's not the negativity I needed coming in here today. No, 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 no. We I'm need just... Captain Optimism to save the day. Yes. That's why he's I'm here. here. Captain Optimism is here. Somebody picked up the bat phone, and I answered. Batman wasn't around, so. What's your phone? Like a bat? No. Never mind. That's why you answered. I was trying to make a funny reference. No, I know. I'm just whatever. I was saying that you're Batman. No. Straight up. I mean, you've never seen me and Batman in the same room together. Hang on. Actually, yeah, you can't be Batman. I've seen you in hockey pads. Oh, that was funny. That 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 meme. That's layered right there. That when that dark when the Dark Knight came out, <laughs> that meme was like thriving. That was good. I like that. Thank you. Thank Hello. you. Hello, Josh Schmidt in studio now with us here uh, on a Sports Talk Saturday. Here, Derek Kramer here with you once again, and uh, you're not going to be getting the usual Sports Talk Saturday very often in this month of March. No, we were Sabres. looking at that the other day. Sabers have a couple <laughs> of uh, Saturday games, and then um, yeah, it's just going to be weird. For a little bit here. And then we had Nate taking over last week from Batavia down. So I'm going to be in on the 23rd. Yeah, so again, not not your normal Sports Talk Saturdays going on right now. So I'm sorry for those that love madness. <laughs> Chaos. Standing on <laughs> chairs. 
Almost. That could still years. happen. Yeah. Let's see if I can get you there. And eating stale donuts. And tortilla chips. All right, guys. We don't need to talk about the mistakes that I may or may not have had uh, made, okay? Let me hit you with one right away. Let's see if I can get your chaos meter going. Oh, are you going to be able to do better than the NFL uh, than the NHL refs? Oh, no. I heard that coming in. Yeah. And I am fully on board with the... Zach Benson has to be at least, at this point, he better be mocking them every game. I just don't get it because it's like it's not like he's even... like. In junior, he wasn't like a scrappy player. It wasn't like he had no. this tendency of or like notoriety of coming into the NHL of like this guy that was like, yeah, he's he's you know like Brad Marchand, but like eighteen years old. Like he didn't have that kind of like, what's the word? Oh God, look at this plug. I think an actual zebra would skate better than this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could. I wish we could have like Shorzy himself talk to Zach Benson. Because that's, I think, what's needed at this point. All right, Internet, let's get Jared Kiso to make fun of officials. Let's get Jared Uh, (laughs) Kiso to Buffalo right now. But, no, I just think it's at this point, like, with with Benson, it's just – I don't know what you ask him to do because, like, like Granado said – He's playing hard. Right. Granado even said with um, Jeremy and Joe this week of you ask your players to play whistle to whistle, and when they get hit after the whistle, there's only so much you can tell them to not do. Right. Like, they're going to stand up for themselves, they're going to defend themselves, and they're going to play hockey. But but those Benson's, aren't the penalties getting called right, on him. But what Benson's doing is playing hockey. He's not doing anything out of the ordinary. I remember the first time this happened against the Rangers. and I, and that the, Started the season strong, by the way. Right, yeah. That highlight reel has been circulating the Twitter because, you know, it's been happening so much. And it's literally two minutes long of him getting penalties that aren't penalties. The one against the Rangers that I'm talking about, he... Lightly taps Adam Fox, and Fox just falls to the ground. And they called that cross-checking. How can Zach Benson... He even got a worse cross-checking penalty against the Rangers when he cross-checks Jacob Truba, and he doesn't move. Yeah. No, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. That's the one I'm thinking of. Truba is unaffected. Right. Which I guess, by the lay of the land of the law, he actually did cross-check somebody. So that's one of the penalties that he took where he actually did what the penalty says. That penalty, that trip, that holding call against Florida... Was nonsense. Zach Benson is five foot ten. The only thing he was holding was his own stick. Yeah, that one was bad, and and, and he went into the corner hard too. He got thrown down and he got called for holding. Right, and that no, yeah, that one was really bad. But this Truba one sticks out in my mind because Jacob Truba is six foot three and Zach Benson is five foot ten. Like how how can someone that's so much smaller than Jacob Truba, notorious big hitter, takes a lot of damage? Dishes me, dishes even more. Right. Like, I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. And, and this also, in the, in the vein of referees making bad calls, I just distinctly remember the game against St. Louis a few weeks ago where Jordan Greenway gets smacked in the face with a hockey stick. But, oh, he was bending down. So, actually, that's not a penalty call because he was below the player's waistline. It's like, no, that's slashing. You got hit in the face with a hockey stick. You got hit. In a body part that you're you're not supposed to be hitting with a hockey stick. That's considered slashing. It's not that hard. I get it. It's not high <laughs> sticking because you're below the waistline, and the waistline yeah. is kind of like the. But you have to have but, control of your stick too. Right. But I just I I'm just looking at the whole yeah. se- the season no, as like, a whole now. But Benson ref- has been the one that's been really, it's been really bad. It for is him. it is a constant loop of him going back to the refs and saying for what, right? And, and but 
I want. I do wonder if you're right. Like, is he saying something before? No, no. That? It's not even. <laughs> it's not even a theory. I'm saying that better be what's happening oh, now. Yeah, because right. there's no excuse. Yeah, there's no other explanation. There's no other excuse that makes sense to me. And I bet it really is the hockey culture thing of Yar Har. He's 18 years old. He's got to learn. learn. Connor what? McDavid didn't have to learn. Hang on. No, ready? <laughs> learn what? He's playing normal hockey. Right. Like that. That makes a player be less intense and less capable of doing the day-to-day stuff that it takes to be a great two-way player in the National Hockey League because what's he going to do? It's going to be in the back of his mind of, oh, I'm going to get called for a penalty. Right, and then that'll affect the rest of his career where it's like, oh, I can't do anything here because, well, I don't want to get a penalty because we're down. I'm not going to try to skate by this guy and beat the icing because I'm going to get called for holding for some reason. Right, yeah, exactly. I'm so salty about that call. <laughs> that, was... that was the one where Granado should have lost his bananas. Mm-hmm. I mean, wasn't there, like... Not an embellishment, but there was a guy that was literally in a middle of a Oh, scrum. Nick Cousins? Yeah. Yep, Nick Cousins. And then he I'll just get to Nick Cousins later. Yeah. Collapsed like a sack of potatoes and then all of a sudden is resurrected. Like uh, Matt Barber. Eric Branson did. did the same thing on a hit from Nick Cousins, by the way. Right. Uh, that He's becoming an ultimate dirtball in this league. and I. Florida as a team is kind of getting there for me. Florida as a team, except for Sam Reinhart and Sasha Barkov. But, you don't really expect them to be that way, though. And... and um. And Rodriguez too. Yeah, like but those like, those three aren't dirt baggy, but the rest of their team has like this dirt bagginess to them. It felt like Matthew Kachuk pulled everybody except for those three into a locker room and said, "All right, guys, this is how I play, and everyone has to play this way." And look, if we lose a hockey game, we're gonna fight everyone at the last whistle. Yes, and that and happens almost every time Florida loses a hockey game. Don't get me wrong. Grow up. If I had Matthew Kachuk on my hockey team, I'd tell him to do the exact same thing. Because it's it's that hard nosed style of play that it's how he them, wins games. Right, it helped them win the well. It didn't help the Florida Panthers win the Presidents Trophy because he wasn't on the team yet. But it helped them get to the Stanley Cup final last year. He comes in and immediately has an impact, and Florida goes to the Stanley Cup final against some of the toughest competition in the NHL, where they take on the Bruins in the first round, beat them. I mean, the Leafs aren't that well. It's the playoffs in the Leafs, so you knew something was going to happen, and then. I don't even remember who Florida played in the conference final. I kind of checked out at that point. I think Carolina. 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 That's another proven playoff team. And then you also go up against the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. So that's every single round you had was hard. And Matthew Kachuk single-handedly made it not hard. So it's with Florida at this point, it's it's him and everybody else. Like, yeah. But like so little respect for Nick Cousins. Oh, yeah. No, that was guys. That was, a, guys, a jerk. Yeah, that was a. And it wasn't just that that game too. It was there was stuff leading up to that that led to that issue. Mm-hmm. And even after the fact, when he jumps on the back of Jacob Bryson and just hauls him down to the ice, and the refs are not even looking. Yeah, like I get a, it. There's only four refs, but there are four refs. Like, what are you doing? Like, there's enough of you out there that you could be. Also, taking if care a player's down down on the ice, one of them should be looking at said player and trying to get him like. Away from the scrum or something, right? Yeah, because you're or at least looking to make sure that nobody lands on him or something, right? And then that person got up and jumped into the scene. Yeah, that and should tell me as an official that that you shouldn't do that. Yeah, that's not a penalty if you're perfectly fine getting up. If you're just embellishing, that's a that's a penalty call in the NHL. Yeah. Or why have we never seen that? Or he's <laughs> or as he's roughing up Jacob Bryson, hmm. I said a word that sounds like a call that makes someone stick their hand up. Right. You know, I, I think that's uh, elbowing. 
Oh, wait, no. Roughing. Roughing! That's the word I'm looking for. I thought you were serious for a second. No, I was like, Derek, are you okay? <laughs> I, I know Did my brain. It. No, my brain melted when Zach Benson got called for holding. <laughs> yeah, you don't have any thoughts anymore. I don't have normal. It's just that. Wait, re- do I ever? Mm, well, you said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 just like that. You almost expect it now. Yeah, and it's like you have to. That's a hill it's you'll have to climb stupid. once a game. It's stupid. Zach Benson has 28 penalty minutes this year, and all of them are unwarranted, except for maybe, like, one. Yeah, like, he had an actual tripping call yeah. and there's the and Lightning. He had, like, like, a roughing where they, like, almost fought, but they didn't because the refs don't let people fight anymore. And he also had a uh, a slashing call where five people gathered around him after the whistle had blown, yeah. and he was the only one to go to the box. Speaking of slashing, I don't know if you touched on this yet, but did you talk about so – have you seen the Connor Bedard slash? In the Colorado game? I was mentioning that uh, yeah. d- during yeah. Derek's little rant, I just mentioned I saw like a maybe a TikTok. Uh, yeah. Just like eight, he, 18 years old, you guys got to learn how to play. And he's it's like, skating out what of am the I zone, learning? nowhere near the puck. The puck is exiting the zone, and the Colorado defenseman, I don't know who it was, skates over and two-hand whacks him on the wrist between his elbow pad and his glove. Ow. And there was no penalty? Just right there on the forearm, no, the one part yep. of the arm that's not protected? Yep. Two-hand wax him. And then he, no penalty. Bedard skates over to the bench. He's slamming his stick. He's rubbing his wrist. Like, the trainer comes over, has yeah. to check on him. That's it, a potential major injury right, right. there. For Mark no Ma- reason. Mark Mathot lost part of his finger because Crosby slashed him too much. Remember that? Yeah. Like, th- this is, it's not just like, oh, you got to learn, kid. No. What am I that's learning? A penalty. What am I learning? That life sucks? Right. <laughs> like, like, what is this? It's not, and it's not like the leagues that these guys are coming from are these like easy leagues. No. Like we see at least like three times a week. Hey, look at this crazy fight that happened in the WHL or the OHL or college hockey. Like these players, when they're coming in at a young age, are prepared for this stuff. And yeah, sure, it's oh, we got to teach the young kid a lesson. Do that by beating them. Do that by making them look silly. Like I remember Owen Power's first game against the St. Louis Blues. Tarasenko walks him and scores a goal. <laughs> and I'm like, see, that's like, hey, learn your lesson. You're in the NHL now. It's not a penalty. It's not a fight. It's not getting hit for no reason. Like, I don't know. I, I'm all for, you know, fighting and hitting and, and the physicality Ooh. of the NHL. Yeah. Yeah, you just you saw that? Josh Manson. Josh Manson. Hmm. Not a guy I would expect. Yeah, why would you? Why would you even bother doing that? Right. Why are you even putting yourself in a position to get that kind of penalty call? Exactly. He, but it wasn't a penalty. No, I know. Th- that's not my logic here at all. Oh, oh. I'm saying that it should be a penalty. Oh, okay. And therefore probably should have been called. Why are you even making that a possibility to hurt your team? Exactly. Like, it's like not- as a player, just why? There's no need to do that. Right. If the refs are paying any semblance of attention in that moment. Which they weren't, clearly. Which they weren't. Um then you'd be able to just throw an arm up, we're done here, get the gate. Yep. Like, that's such a dumb... If that was a penalty call, every single Colorado fan would be saying, that's such a dumb penalty to take. Exactly. And and I guarantee... And it was a dumb penalty to not take. Especially, especially from a team from Colorado, too. I mean, the Avalanche have been one of the best teams in the NHL, if not the best team in the NHL, for the past five, six years. So... You got to think something like that. If that was to happen, let's say that that penalty does get called and the Blackhawks score and they end up winning the game because of it, 
You got to think. I think it's Jared Bednar still in Colorado. You got to think he, as a coach, would go to Josh Manson and say, "Hey, man, that was really stupid, and you lost us the game. You're going to sit out next game." Yeah, but like, that's because how, he gets away with it, right? No harm, no foul. And, and no. I bet you the coach was probably like, mm-hmm. "Hey, I saw that out there. Not bad." Yep. Whoops. Oops. Oopsies. Darn. I was falling and my stick swung at his wrist. Oh, man. I'm so sorry that my brain shut down and I just two-handed your wrist. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Right. Whoops. And this is also Connor. My B- bad. This is also Connor Bedard, the same kid who just came back from a broken jaw. Like, he's already been hurt this year. He's already missed part of his rookie season. Yeah. like, it's uh, like he's, he's still wearing a fishbowl, isn't he? Yep. I think he's going to wear it for the rest of the year. I think if I was him, I would. Yeah. I mean, you just fractured your jaw, broke your jaw, whatever. Hot take. It's actually fashionable. Yeah, you wear one, don't you? Yeah. My buddy's looking Un- into getting one. Unbiased opinion here. My, my buddy's looking into getting one because last actually, week we were playing hockey and he got yeah. hit in the face. So yeah. he's uh, he got the case. But if you're but- not going to be – if you're if you're Connor Bedard and you're never going to punch anyone in the face, A, it avoids high, getting high-sticked and like losing teeth. B, it avoids getting hit in the face by a puck and losing teeth. Or your eye. Or C, it avoids your jaw getting busted again. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, Connor Bedard did go after Patrick Kane a little bit in their game mm-hmm. against the Blackhawks. Like, you can get nasty, but you're not, like, you're not expecting him to ever drop the gloves in his career. No. If he does, it will be, like, the greatest surprise. Whoa, like, where did that come from? Like, that... when Sidney Crosby had a fight. It was a big deal. <laughs> when Sidney Crosby fought Peyton Krebs? Yeah. <laughs> that was when fun. Peyton Krebs drove Sidney Crosby to madness and had him actually dropping the gloves? Well, that was the thing. When the Conor Bedard thing happened with Kane, Kane even said, if he wasn't wearing the fishbowl, I probably would have gone after him. But you know what? He's a rookie, and I let it slide. Good for him. And it was like, okay. Well... You know who didn't let it slide? Josh Manson. <laughs> It's a completely different team. You know who did let it slide? The refs. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just at the point where it's like you got to have more consistency here. And I, I, I looked I looked into it a little bit. To become an NHL ref, or to become a USA hockey ref. To you like, just have to be able to skate. <laughs> no. But <laughs> to become a USA hockey ref, which is like, you know, college or peewee or juniors and U.S. national team program, you have to have four years of experience. And you have to pass an open book test. Experience of what? Referee? Of being a ref. Hi- this is a USA hockey ref, so it's not oh, NHL. Oh, okay. No, 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 but still. Yeah, USA hockey. Like the top level oh, of USA okay, hockey. Oh, okay, 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 okay. The All lowest right. level, you can just come in. It's like an entry level. And then you work that's, your way up to level four. That's where I made the joke of you can skate. Oh, right. That's the that's You the and I level. know someone who's been an, who's been a uh, referee at, the, at those levels. Yeah. His name is Sammy. Yeah. I saw your discourse on Twitter with him the other yeah. day. But but my 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 <laughs> point is these refs have the ref that has to be at the level below the NHL. All they need is 4 years of experience and a 45 out of 50 on an open book referee exam. <laughs> Coming from someone who finished college during COVID, if you don't get 100 on every single test that is open book. It's open book. Look up the answer. Exactly. Like, how do you not say if you don't get a hundred on this, you fail? The only reason, like, the only reason you miss, the only reason you fail that, is if you blatantly just don't look at the book. Yeah, if you're like, if I you can don't do this open, the book. if you don't open the open book test. Yeah. Yep. If you don't open the book for the open book test, that's the only reason you should be even getting five questions wrong. <laughs> right. That's my point with it. It's like you have to have like better parameters and you have to have a com- a hard conversation. Hey, Gary, talk to the refs. Figure it out. 
At You're least, the commissioner of the league. At least with football refs, I tend to look at it as a lot of them are like, a lot of them are older. Game speed is very hard. Well, it's also rep, and NFL refs are much farther away from the action than NHL refs. Yes. NHL refs are right there. They're skating with it. Yeah. Sometimes they're too close to it because they're in the way. Yes. <laughs> and you can't fault them for that part at no, least. But... No, but you, like, my point is, is, is you're that close and you can't figure it out. Like, yeah, come on. Yep. It just, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. NHL refs being bad. What's new? Yep. Unfortunately, that's that's where we're at. But what else is new? Um, that we don't have another segment trashing the refs. Let's actually dive a little bit more into the Sabres. And uh, when we come back, uh, get ourselves back on track here. We just took the TNT to it. You know, that's something that I like to do every now and then. That's what I'm for. I mean, I'm plenty here for it too. But we're also here to talk more about the Sabres. And we'll even hit up on the Bills a little bit here as the Combine has been going on throughout this weekend in Indianapolis. I would like to say that there is a lot that can – like, really, it's also – like, with the Combine stuff, it's like what has, hasn't been said that's already been said, especially on the station of what they need, what they're looking for, and the players that they have been meeting with. So, more or less, we'll have some fun, try to get things going again here. Sabres take on Vegas tonight at 7 o'clock at KeyBank Center. You'll have pregame starting here at 6 on WGR. It's a radio-only game, so there's only one way you're going to hear Dan Dunleavy and Rob Rand the call. That's right here on the radio home of the Buffalo Sabres, WGR Sports Radio 550. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It wasn't pretty, but we got some individual skill and talent in this group, so really nice shot by Thomas. So We knew coming into this game that this game was really, really important, so I'm just happy we won. Sabres defenseman Rasmus Dahlin, a game winner in overtime against Tampa Bay. Great play. Great play. Fantastic. Loved the design. Mm-hmm. Loved the pass from Middlestat. If, where are you on the side of Middlestat train? 
I don't know, and I think that's where we're going with this. Okay. Like we had no idea. <laughs> we had no idea how we were going to attack the Sabers this segment, but now you just ask the question, and let's let's get into this. And I think the uh, answer here is there's one of two acceptable answers. You either sign him long term and make him a part of your core, mm-hmm. or you trade him for something that you don't already have, and that's something that Brian Koziel brought up. Defenseman is one thing. <laughs> and I know there's a player you want to smash the button, and I will let you smash that button uh, as soon as possible here. Just Rasmus Anderson. I was going to let you get to that. Oh, sorry. I thought that was my button smashing. Okay. <laughs> you were that eager to smash the button. I get it. <laughs> yes. I don't think he's going to I don't think he's gonna leave Calgary, though. He seems like he's pretty – I think he's going to stay there. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to move him. I think they're going to move Noah Hannafin, but I don't really want Noah Hannafin. No. And because he's also – he's a UFA. Yes. My other thing is this. You either sign Middlestat mm-hmm. to make him a long-term piece of your core. But if you do that, you're kind of magnifying the problem that you have with your farm system. The Athletic just recently rated that the Sabres have the best prospect group in the league. Now, does that count like Zach Benson, Devin Levi, guys that are in the NHL or have played in the NHL, or does that just count... None. If it, so let's say that it doesn't. Because I've seen other ones that have Levi would still count as a prospect because he's not a full timer with the Sabers. Right. So that probably helps the rating. Right. But you know what else helps the rating? Matthew Savoy, mm. twenty-five goals in twenty-six games in the uh, WHL this year. Hilariously stupid how he is lighting the lamp right there, and he shows he doesn't belong in that league. Dylan Cousins did that in his last year in the WHL. So And he made the Sabres the next season and has been a contributing member ever but since. But if you sign Middlestat, that's one less spot that you have for a Matt Savoy. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean when I say, you, or the other answer here is, you trade Casey Middlestat for something that isn't here. And what's missing from this team? You immediately jumped on defensemen and your ultimate dream scenario of Rasmus Anderson. Mm-hmm. By the way, 803-0551, What do you feel like doing with Casey Millstat at this moment? Um, I guess we'll make that our question du jour. But here's the other issue that you have. You don't have a lot of pure wingers on this team that you can trust in all of these situations. You've got a lot of guys that could be centers or they, or they were drafted as centers. They can play wing. Uh, Benson, in particular, being one of them at this point. But like he was drafted as a center. Um, Gergensen's. Two- Drafted as a center. Somehow can't play center anymore. NHL, or doesn't. NHL All-Stars, Zemgus Gergensen's. You Casey Middlestad is a player that can play both of those things. Dylan Cousins has been playing both of those things. Tage Thompson. Tage Thompson. I mean The two guys you do have, JJ Paterka and Jack Quinn. Yes. You don't it's not that you don't know what you have and in the And you Jack have Skinner Quinn. and Tuck. Right. But, but Skinner's contract is getting a little annoying. Yeah. In my opinion. It is. But uh it's hard to move on from the Skinner contract. Like that's just not feasible we we need to live in reality the thing the thing that makes me so excited about a guy like rasmus anderson is he's signed for the next two years after this season and that's huge and that's something that i think the sabers need to attack this trade deadline whether it be trading someone like middlestat or trading some of your prospects if you're going to commit to middlestat you need to get a guy that's already signed long term because you don't want to have to try to trade some trade for someone and then sign someone you're not going to get a rental because you're not going to make the playoffs most likely you mentioned defensemen and it's actually a really good idea to make to bring this up because as of next year they only have four under contract 
Dunning, they have two. They have two Powell. RFAs, and then Eric Johnson, who mm-hmm. I never want to see in a Sabres uniform again. I'm sorry. If he played his last three minutes as a Sabre the other night against uh, Tampa, that'd be fine with me. I, I'm, I'm done with that. I was very excited when he came in. I was I th- not. I thought he was going to be great for the team. I thought, I thought he was going to be, be the seventh leader. defenseman, a guy who would be occasionally scratched. Yeah, but I thought in those moments where he played, he was going to be great. Mm-mm. But. Even now, where he has kind of been become that seventh def- seventh defenseman, he has not been good. I think eight of the last eleven Sabers goals he he's was been on, on the ice. ice, and I think three or four of them he passed the puck to the other team, and then they scored. Uh, yeah, there was one where uh, Owen Power has no choice but to like be turned into a turned into a revolving door. Yeah, um, where Johnson is up the boards and doesn't get back. Yep, and it's a combination like. Paderka needs to crash a little harder when the defenseman's up the wall. But why is the defenseman up the wall in his own zone? <laughs> right. Uh, that's that's the pure definition of chasing. And I think also he's part of the reason why Connor Clifton has not looked good. Connor Clifton, not that he's great. But he's looked more steady without Eric Johnson. Right. And I feel like that's a and that's a Kevin Adams misunderstanding of players that fit Granado's system. A guy who's not the fleetest of foot. Um being asked to play in a system that he's not typically used to. And that's what happened with Clifton, too, a lot of this season. But Clifton has shown every now and then to have a little bit of like an offensive acumen, too, like a bit of an attack mode that you, you see him do it and you go, oh, Connor Clifton just went coast to coast with that? All right. Yeah. Cool. Created somewhat of a chance. Sweet. Also, there are five. At minimum, an offensive zone faceoff? There are five defensemen under contract. Samuelson as well. Oh, I forgot about but yeah, he's on, the injured Matias Samuelson. Injured but you still need – you have an answer to – you have a question to answer about Henry Yoki Haru. How much is he going to command as an RFA? Um, and more or less, does he fit as a piece long-term? Mm-hmm. Uh, as a right defenseman, right-handed defenseman, you probably would think he will. That's but, something the Sabres don't really have. <laughs> that's something the Sabres don't really have is a long-term, consistent top-four guy that can do that. Yoki Haru, though, as of late, has been steady. You haven't seen yeah, a lot of problems with him, and that's a far cry from where he was last year. Right, or even at the beginning of this year, too. Yeah. He had his moments at the beginning of this year where it was like, what are we doing here? Yeah. This is, you know. And again, it's more or less finding your answers there. Goalie? You don't have to worry about goalie anymore. Right. It's a, you, you what have, a weird thing for me to say a year later. <laughs> right. A year from a year ago today, Whew. we were we were saying, wow, thank God Devin Levi came in, and hopefully he can do this next year for the whole season. And now it's hey, Uka Pakalukin is great, and Devin Levi's been really, you know, getting better Brian, in Brian in and I talked about this. Rochester. You now have a duo of one A, one B moving into next season that you can confidently look at because you obviously have... Comrie's not going to be here at the end of this year. He's a UFA. Uh wish him all the best at the end of the season. But that yeah, this is perfect then. You call up Levi, you split the games, or like maybe sixty forty for UPL because he's earned it. And you go with it. You essentially have You have a young, mostly consistent, hopefully, tandem. Hopefully. You essentially have Marty Buran and Ryan Miller. That's exactly what I like to do, too, with Brian. Like, it – and I hope it doesn't end the same way because, you know, eventually it was if Ryan Miller has a bad night, then you're screwed. Yes. But that's also because the Sabres at that time shipped out Marty, which probably was correct asset management at the time because Miller was great. But if you need – you've – the NHL has proven that you need 
two solid goaltenders. The only problem is, is if Lucan and, and Levi play at the same level and that's an elite level, then it's like, all right, well, then there's decisions one of them, to be made. One of them's going to want more ice time than the other. But we're going to let future Kevin worry about that. Exactly. Or current Kevin maybe. needs to worry about how to get defensemen in front of these goaltenders. Or get another high-impact winger. Yes. And that would allow one poor Peyton Krebs that is languishing on the fourth line with Eric Robinson <laughs> and Zemgis Girkinson's. No, I will not get off of this hill. I will die on it. I'll be right there with you. All right, cool. At least we'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> It's time to get connected to our fans. It's brought to you by Northtown Kia, Western New York's number one Kia dealer shop online at NorthtownKia.com. We'll head to the phones here and get Paul in Buffalo. Paul, good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Talk Saturday. Oh, good afternoon, fellas. I agree with trading Casey Middlestat, though I'll, I'll put a caveat on it in that if you trade him now, you're kind of limiting yourself to teams that can send you back on NHL players now, which means other, yeah. other bad teams, you're going to limit yourself to maybe seven, eight teams. Whereas if you wait to the offseason, you have all 31 other teams. And Casey Middlestat will be a coveted asset by any organization who can who needs a number two center. Absolutely. I think he can play number two pretty much anyway. He's not going to be a top-end number two, but I'm not. this might be his peak, but I'm not sure it's his peak. Uh, but he's definitely a number two center. More important to me is now UPL has 82 NHL starts and a 904 save percentage trending up. To me, when you get to 100 NHL starts, your save percentage tells the truth of who you are. And he's approaching, you know, he could have it up to 907 trending towards 910 by the time he hits 100 NHL starts. And if if I can get him three years, you know, if I got to pay $5 million per I'll do that every day of the week. The only thing I worry about with him is his prior injury history. But, of course, that's why you have Devin Levi developing now. Um, I see UPL playing 60 games next year. I, For my druthers, I would have Levi again dominate Rochester, have a, you know, whomever the backup be for UPL with the Sabres next year. And then the following season, you have – the option to have the two-headed dragon in that, or you can do what I think. I think Boston, you're going to see blockbuster move. Linus Allmark traded for an elite forward for the Bruins to make a playoff run here. What do you guys think of that? And do you agree? Would you go as high as $5 million per for UPL? All right, Paul, I love all of the thoughts there. And one of the ones that I really liked was the fact that, you know, it's something that's very consistent with the line of if you're trading Casey Middlestat, it's not going to be this year anyway. It's going to be in the off season, right? Uh, because, the other thing is though, is he's an RFA, and you might get a little less for him. But you have team control. True, right? So that's the other thing. Like you're trading for him, but you're the one negotiating the next contract. So you kind of have a full autonomy of what it's going to look like from there. Mm-hmm. And if you're trading for him, you're probably paying him. Right. Let's be real about that. The other thing is that that Paul brings up you have 31 teams that are probably looking at that player at that point. Right. Because he could help a young team. He could help a playoff team. He can help a middling team trying to be that next step. And the Sabres just want something back in exchange that isn't futures. Mm-hmm. So that it, that allows for those younger teams to be part of the conversation. Like you need a veteran guy who could be a 2C for you. Or that allows for – it ranges from like the likes of Anaheim – to all the way up to Boston or or Florida, Colorado, yeah, like like those types of teams, everyone's got the range, right? Because if I'm looking at Florida or Boston or Colorado or one of those teams, I'm saying, hey, I need something that comes back to me right now, but it doesn't make you weaker at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. 
I just need something else that I don't have. And you want this to help you. So you got to help me help you. Casey Middlestead is only going to go for a hockey trade because Kevin Adams doesn't have any interest in getting futures. Good! By the way, hope springs eternal because um, Ilya Lubushkin got traded for a third-round pick, so <laughs> why not Eric Johnson? It's also the Toronto Maple Leafs. Shh. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm at the point with Casey Middlestead, though, where it's like, I think you have to keep him. I think you have to sign him. I don't know what the contract looks like, but you can't turn him into Reinhardt 2.0, so you've got to do a long-term deal. But Casey Middlestat, to me, has developed into exactly what you expected him to be when you drafted him. It's just it took him longer to get there because the regime at the time said, hey, here's a young, exciting prospect that has basically never played college hockey. Let's bring him into the NHL so we can um, you know, make people come to the game because, hey, it's our new prospect. Do you want to come watch him? Yep. Come watch him. That's what... They, that's where the Sabres at the time went wrong with Casey Middlestat. Since then, he's had time in the AHL. He's had time in the lower lines of the Sabres to figure out what he can be and where he needs to be. That's why I think you have to trade some of the prospects you have to get those pieces you need because you already have that second-line center. If you trade Casey Middlestat, you're hoping and banking on the fact that Matt Savoy is going to be something next year because if he isn't or if you don't get a free agent to replace Casey Middlestat – then you're in the same spot you're in this year, except you have you're. you're I have a counter for things. that. I have a counter for that, mm-hmm. and you're going to hear about it, not until one o'clock, because we got to get to a break. Booty cheek of the knee, booty cheek of the week coming up next here. So if you want more on the Sabers, well, you're going to have to stay tuned for the next hour of the show because that's when I'll be able to bring that discussion back to the table. But first, we have to laugh at things around the leagues, and um, I've got a pretty interesting scenario here for you for Booty Cheek of the Week, and it's not the one that you would suspect. Oh, yeah, you know when that music that totally isn't ours. I missed this music. (laughs) When you you hear this music that is totally not ours (laughs) being played for a segment, it's the best segment of all of radio every week. And I'm not going to back down from that. This is the Booty Cheek of the Week. Brought to you by nothing, but I wish it was. (laughs) I'll bring it to you. (laughs) It's brought to you by me. It's brought to you by Joshua Schmidt, (laughs) Captain Optimism. (laughs) <laughs> it's brought to you by optimism. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there were a couple things, and I hinted at it earlier in the week, um, but we live in a society where we have to adapt and change. So I will let you start us off with what was my booty cheek of the week. This is egregious, <laughs> and you probably saw it. You probably heard it on our airwaves, on Twitter, whatever. And you probably laughed at it during the week. Ryan Hickey of CBS Sports proposed that the, the Buffalo Bills – our, your favorite Buffalo Bills would trade Josh Allen to the Bears for the first and ninth overall picks. Basically because, hey, you're in cap hell and Josh Allen will help you get out of that. And then you'll draft Caleb Williams and you'll be fine because he's basically Patrick Mahomes. What? A, like the string I don't of think words. Caleb Williams is that good. That's no. my hot take. He, it's not even a hot take, I don't think, because it's true. No, I don't here's think your he's hot that take. good. Here's your hot take. I think he's going to be Zach Wilson 2.0. Ooh, there's your that's aggressive. Take. I think he's going to be good. I don't think he's going to be that bad. Yeah, you guys saying like he might be okay? Maybe, maybe like what Trevor Lawrence looks no, like. No, I good, think he's going to be like generation. I think he's going to be cheeks. That's that's bold. Yeah, there you See, go. I'm, there's I'm your on, hot. I'm take. on the train of of if I'm. The I Chicago, don't think he's good at all. If I'm the Chicago Bears, I'm drafting. If you're drafting a quarterback, you're drafting Jaden Daniels. 
in my opinion. Okay. But back really? to the back. Is, that, is it you that said? I think. What? It's your opinion, right? You're yes, the one saying it. That is my opinion. Yeah. You don't need to say it's your opinion. Okay. Back to the back to the main focus here. Ryan Hickey of CBS Sports. <laughs> Look, man, I I he, wish I could take the crown of worst Odyssey host, but uh, it's gone now. It's it gone. is. Gone. I lost my crown. I I just that, I lost my crown, and I need to say something ridiculous. Yeah, you know what? Caleb Williams is gonna be dirt. <laughs> there we go. I'm just at the point Let's where give it's, me give me my crown back, Ryan. <laughs> If you need a good laugh and you haven't seen this, or if you just need a good laugh, go watch him try to <laughs> rationalize this trade because it's the funniest thing ever. Like I said, he tries to say, oh, well, you'll get better cap space. And, and well, Caleb Williams is going to be great in two years. Yeah, Stefan Diggs is going to be gone in two years, probably. And then what? You're back to square one. You're basically resetting the counter for no reason. Number one and number nine are not enough for Josh Allen. No. You're going to have to give me the, like only, next, the, only, the next two years no, first. The only trade that I would ever say, hey, that's a fair trade for Josh Allen is Patrick Mahomes. That's it. That's yes. the end of the list. That's, that's yes. the list right there. The list. We're you done. trade for him or nothing. Yep. Or an entire team. If you get a 52-man roster from another team. And Patrick Mahomes, sure. I'm kind of like strong arming to get Andy Reid in the trade as well. Yeah. So yeah, like, I'm, yeah. It's sorry. A coach and quarterback swap would be yeah, insane. That's the only like, thing I'm. Josh Allen and Sean McDermott for Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Who says no? The Chiefs. The Chiefs. <laughs> Which is kind of what this was. So Ryan Hickey, all you have to do to rationalize this is one thing. You say one line of sentencing, and I am totally on your side of why you said it. I'm not making fun of you anymore. And it's these words. Ready? I like Josh Allen. He is cool. I want him as my quarterback. 14 words, maybe 13. I think I've separated quarter and back. But anyway, forgetting about my idea of how to count, Ryan Hickey, I wish I could take worst Odyssey host. You stole my crown. Coming for you. But first, I have to laugh at something more ridiculous than that. And you're going to understand why. Fanatic CEO Michael Rubin. The MLB uniforms oh, no. are getting destroyed right now. <laughs> and he was quoted as saying, we're, quote, we're doing everything as we've been told, and we're getting the bleep kicked out of us. Let, let's be real about something. If anyone's ever ordered something from Fanatics, as a fan, you know that they're a bad service. Mm -hmm. I'm currently wearing a Fanatics t-shirt that I bought two years ago. Is it tearing apart at the seams? No, but... Then it's done better than half of their products. Alex Tuck's name and number is basically off the shirt. And I ordered it two years ago. <laughs> I have a shirt that I ordered, that I bought at the Erie County Fair when I was 12 that still has the lettering and everything on it. Let's... Okay, ready? When this I was... Tw I'm 24! Let's... <laughs> let's... Let's make the... Let's put this into real perspective here. The Booty Cheek of the Week should be sponsored by Fanatics. Yes! Because yes. that's how bad they are. That's their apparel. I'm hearing Evan laughing from the glass. Yeah. Because that... You're right. We need to contact somebody. We need to contact somebody to be like, Hey, Fanatics, do you want to sponsor the Booty Cheek of the Week and we're not laughing? And, and no, what do you mean? We're not making fun of you every week. No. No, no not at all. Not at all. Anyone that's ordered a Fanatics product. So the hate is there justifiably. It's not because you, you, you're doing what you've been told. It's because the fits on the pants are different, and now you're seeing baseball players junk. Yep. 
And also the lettering is terrible. Lettering's how, terrible. How design's basically terrible. It just turns basically to a like an app, like a half circle rather than maybe like a little curve like yeah. it used to be. And if I order a Tage Thompson jersey, I better not get Vladimir Saboka. That that would be egregious. That would be very egregious. <laughs> but that's something like that's that kind of in the neighborhood of what they do, happened. right? Well, and it's also like the the Cleveland Guardians, the professional sports team, <laughs> Cleveland Guardians, were wearing jerseys that didn't match. The sleeves, like the cuffs on their sleeves, had different stripes on them for every single different player. Everyone had a different sleeve. Yeah. That's not how jerseys work. No. They're uniforms. They're supposed to look the same. I haven't seen jerseys <laughs> that consistently bad since that Sabres ceremony where Dave Andrechuk's name was spelled wrong. Mm. What? Wait, were those jerseys also made by Fanatics? Potentially. Oh, boy. Because that's around when they started to come into yeah. prominence. Maybe they stink and they just need to admit it. Like My favorite of all like these. Like the CEO. I'm sorry. Just say that you're in the realm of sports apparel to make money, not sports apparel. Yeah. Because that's not what your company does. No. You don't make sports apparel. You they make, make garbage. Apparel. They make apparel. But they make no, incorrect they... apparel. Or they send the wrong stuff to you. I've seen countless... New York... They have a better they have a better claim of making sports than apparel. <laughs> I've seen countless New York Rangers hats that have Chicago Cubs written on the side because they're the same colors. <laughs> I've also seen there's this page on Twitter where they post all of this stuff and it's just it's fantastic. Oh my God. It's called Fanatic Sucks. Look it up, it's great. And people have ordered like Jalen Hurts jerseys oh, no, and gotten Jalen Hurts several shirts. I've seen Someone ordering a Seattle Mariners jersey and getting a Dallas Stars sweatshirt. That's fun. Completely different sport team and region. It's 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 a great time. And, oh I'm, and I'm really glad they have a stranglehold on like, every ready? single Bill's league. Bill's long snapper Reed Ferguson clapping back at that quote, by the way. Really? Buddy, your quality problems started way before MLB jerseys. I've ordered multiple Yankees shirts over the years, and all but one has had a noticeably crooked logo printed on the <laughs> front. You know what they say? It starts at the top. Reed Ferguson coming off the top rope there, baby. Love my long snapper, and I know you all do too. Good for him. That's, That's fantastic. But he puts it into the word, like, eloquently putting it into the words. Right. Yes, Evan, I know we have to take a break. Let me make fun of the dumb person. <laughs> I'm on a clock here, buddy. I know. Uh, we do have to get to a break here, though, on uh, WGR Buffalo. This is Sports Talk Saturday. Derek Kramer, Josh Schmidt. We're really late to the break. Let's get the Sabres discussion back at it. Coming up next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 